Hi, Emily. Hi. <laughs> I never know how long you want me to be quiet. And it's really hard for me to be quiet. I know. That's kind of why I've started doing it where I say, hi, Emily. I have started. I want to let you know at least the last 10 episodes by going, hi, Emily. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's the new thing. Because I just like hold my breath waiting. <laughs> it is good to have that little chunk of silence in there. I don't want to breathe. Um, so it's, it's us. This it's is us. the uh-oh feeling. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. You clicked on what? it. It said the fucking words. Whoa. And now you're here listening to this exact podcast. And we're proud of you. It's crazy. Um, we, we have want, a guest. Yes, we do. We have a guest and it's not Kat. Who is alive. Yes, she's fine. She fried up floorboards to rescue a cat. So yeah. Props to Kat for the cat rescue. It was a different cat that was in need of help yeah. this time. Named this Fergal. is like Inception. It, uh, yeah. Catception. Uh-oh. Yeah. She did a good job. <gasps> yes, she <laughs> talked before we introduced her. <laughs> she pulled a cat. This is I'm a sorry. Trend. I'm oh. sorry. I got, I got impatient. <laughs> it's fine. This it's, is Michelle. Hi. I'm this Michelle. is yeah, that's Michelle. She does things. I do things. She lives in my building. Yes, you. You might have heard. Although her on we other... were friends before she lived in my building. True. Yes. <laughs> you might have heard Shell on other Daily Gravy podcasts. She's been a guest on probably a couple of them. Wait, what? Yeah. And pitching and moaning. Yes. Sweet. Both of those. Yes. A couple. You. Probably more the wait what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more of that. But now she's here with us. <laughs> and uh, and we're gonna make her listen to us uh, and make her get really mad with us. Hopefully, yeah. I get mad every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Emily tells me stories that make us both mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> am I going first? I was just thinking, like, what's your story? Because it could horribly segue into what I'm going to talk about. You know what? Let's do it. Let's do. It. <laughs> I love a horrible segue. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> so, today at work. I had someone on the phone uh-huh. who didn't know what a fax machine was. Oh, were they I, a Gen Z? I had to explain what a fax machine was. <laughs> they were born in 1999, and he proceeded to tell me this as a justification for his not knowing what a fax machine was. I know they had fax machines into the early 2000s. Yeah. Not far beyond, really, yeah. but... We still have a fax machine. Yeah, we, we operate daily. The fax machine is That's used every day. in our department with a fax machine. That is yeah. inexplicable Hospitals to me. Hospitals still use fax machines. Email is a thing. But not for HIPAA. He's clearly uh. not paying attention. Right. Yeah. At all. He thought he could give me his phone number. I would type it in, and it would be an email from a phone. You want to send one one thing from your phone to another email? It's an email. Yeah. If you ever There's wonder, no faxing involved. Right. If you ever wonder why baby boomers are so bad at technology, I think it's like the same for Gen Zers who are like, they, they weren't alive when it was a thing, so they don't What's understand. They literally, phone? Yeah. They can't wrap their dumb brains around you it. You I mean, without they, cell phones? What? He was alive when fax machines are still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> They're still very much a thing. You can still go to Kinko's. Yeah, we should be fair here. Like, just because he was a young dude doesn't mean that he couldn't have known what a fax machine was. A lot of them do. I mean, he's almost 20 years old. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Has he ever been in a gas station? <laughs> <laughs> there may not be like, a payphone there, but there's a fax machine and a copier. Right. He might have been like, what's that weird thing in the corner that kind of looks like a printer but isn't? Imagine walking into a place and having somebody be like, what's that? And it's a rotary phone and they literally have no idea. How do you dial on that? That's going to happen. I had a play rotary phone as a child oh so hell yeah, yeah me too yeah they were super fun they were even as i was like playing with it as a kid though i was like this is the worst way to dial a phone <laughs> this fucking sucks <laughs> well at least you don't have to like pick up the phone and like have an operator dial it for you oh my god yeah never mind that's the worst way to dial yeah. a phone <laughs> anyway <laughs> emily would you like to oh, tell us yeah, what our that... this week's topic is oh boy <sighs> So that thing that everyone says that now is not the time to talk about it. Now is not the time. We're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We're doing survivors of school shootings. Yes, we are. We are. We've Although we with... both agreed we are not touching Sandy Hook. No. That's not no. happening. Uh-uh. That is no. 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 Um, just because, like, look, we're not here to um, make everybody's lives horrible. <laughs> this is Only technically an bit. entertainment podcast. <laughs> yeah. Typically. Um, but, um... But we're not, I wouldn't even be able to get through that. No, That's, I don't want to ball on my own podcast. Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. 
Um, Super good. And we did, we, you know, we've talked about this before, and we're, it's always been like, it's not the right time to do it. We feel like we'd be capitalizing on something. That's not what we're trying to do. And at this point, there is like no time to do it where it would have been long enough between school no, shootings. No, because it just keeps happening and happening and happening and it happening. Happens and like it happens like every couple weeks. Yeah. Even if the ones we haven't heard about, like I, this was the first one I'd heard about in 2018, but they were still happening. We just don't hear about it all the time. Yeah. So we're going to do it. Um, yep. We are going to have like a bit of a discussion about what's going on most recently, as yeah. I'm sure everybody knows. Also, at the end. some helpful tips on how to debate on Facebook, guys. Oh, what if you didn't? I think that's my tip. Whoops, don't. <laughs> <laughs> there, are there, there can be some really good debates as long as everybody is respectful and, like, not an asshole Yeah, about right, it. right. You have to be flexible. And you have to be willing to adjust. Yeah. And, like, look up your stuff. Like, yeah. put, like put your facts out Back there, but look your them shit up. up. And if somebody else links you to something that might change your mind, like, just at least read it. Yeah. <laughs> Check out where it's from. But anyway, we'll unless we'll it's get like to... a Westboro Baptist article, then don't do it. Yeah. Oh, don't do it. Oh, yeah. No. We'll get to that. We'll do a little bit of updating on things that are going on. Um, as far as we've read, we get some breaking news upon walking in here. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. But first, we're gonna go back and talk about some shootings that happened in the past. Probably ones you know about. My uh, mine was really high profile. Obviously, what was I? I don't know what yours mine is. Mine was extremely high profile. Oh, good. Um, probably the most well known shooting is it columbine yep oh shit because... we're all kind of different ages we can kind of talk about where we yeah. were in yes. our yeah. lives when columbine happened. yeah absolutely um because the survivor i'm going to talk about from columbine i mean obviously there were a lot of survivors there's a lot of stories out there there's a whole columbine project that mm -hmm. actually the survivor i'm going to talk about was helping with and he actually lost a friend in the Aurora, Colorado Batman oh my massacre. God. He had a friend die in that movie theater. Wow. So that's why I kind of picked him because it was like, oh, my God, he got through this and then re-experienced it by losing a friend again. Right. So, Columbine. What's the date on that? I actually don't yeah. know. April 20th? Here's 1999. Wow. Which is why I was like, oh, here's my horrible segue. Yeah. So that kid I was talking to today was <laughs> born in 1999. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So he either was born right before or after yeah. Columbine. I'm going to go ahead and say, like, I don't remember it that well. I was nine, and it just didn't, it wasn't a thing. Yeah, like, I was 11. I was in middle school. I remember it. Mm -hmm. I was in high school. Yeah. So that was probably a, a big fucking deal. It was... Deal terrifying mm -hmm. i don't know if that I, it couldn't have been the very 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 first school shooting of ever mm -mm. but it was the biggest one yeah you know at least for us it, yeah right? it was that mentality of oh my god what's happening mm -hmm. versus oh god another one yeah it's that it hadn't shift. happened enough yet yep. yeah mm -hmm. And Where it was like, oh, my God, how could they do this? Oh, my God. What can I do right. to help these people? How could this have ever happened? Yeah. I've never heard of this before. I can say that my high school did increase security yeah. at the school. I mean, for a while, they had actual police around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of, when everything kind of calmed down, they had just kind of like security officers. Sure. But all they really had to do was make sure people weren't skipping school, which we still did. <laughs> Um, but no one was bringing guns in. There were, uh, they would randomly bring in dogs to sniff lockers. Mm -hmm. All they ever found was some weed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, the time I was in high school, I mean, there really was no immediate threat to me. Sure. But being in high school and seeing that happen was, was scary. Yeah. Yeah. Like that could happen in any high school. Yeah, and, but I mean, they they hadn't gone so far as to this is a drill for if a school shooting happens. We have right. Those. Oh, that, see, yeah, I didn't that have started, that. That yeah. started to happen. They yeah. do that at work now too. Wow, it's called Alice training. Yep, I missed it. Like they did it three times, and I missed it all three times. Basically, they tell you if there's an active shooter in the hospital or in the clinic or whatever, this what is to what, do, this is what where you can not do. to go. This is how you can barricade the door. Yeah. Oh wow. This is how you can 
keep the shooter from getting to you. You know, wow. you have to, you know, keep the patient safe, but you also have to keep yourself safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it kind of translated from high school stuff to, I mean, it started leaking out into other yeah, yeah there's kinds of shootings. So that almost all public places, really, yeah. where people have to be. Yeah, yeah. there's Alice training at LHI too. Oh yeah, I they do that, that. Mm -hmm. once a year. Yeah. yeah, and it was just it was weird to go through it mm -hmm. at an adult level because, like, my high school we had metal detectors, we had a fully armed police officer on site every day. We had security. We had secured buildings with people monitoring both. Of the main doors that you could get in. And you went to mm -hmm. high school in Milwaukee? Yep. yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you went to a way With bigger dogs. high school than I did. Yeah, about 3,000 people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you went, and mine was like half of that. <laughs> I was in the suburbs outside of Madison. There was 2,000 people. And that was like, a lot of that was just a way of life. Like there was, <clears throat> there were doors you could exit from, but not doors you could enter from. There was yep. one door. You went past the security guard. People who are not students had to sign in. And they would do like the periodic like dog sniffing the locker drills yep. that was like every three months or something and yeah i mean i don't remember having an active shooter drill per se but i mean there were a lot of security measures that i didn't even think of as being like part of that they were just i'm in high school now and this is what we do right. yeah so please tell us about columbine, columbine. <laughs> i'm not gonna get like super super into the overview of columbine just because it's such a familiar People have heard about those guys. Yeah, like, and... you, you say the word Columbine and people go, oh. Right. They know. Mm -hmm. So, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. Mm -hmm. Eric was 18. Dylan was 17. They came in dressed in tr trench coats and then began shooting. And Columbine is in a suburb of Denver. So, they started... In the cafeteria and then moved to the library. Was it like lunchtime? Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. They started at 11.35 a.m. Or I'm sorry, 11.19 a.m. Hmm. By 11.35 a.m. they had killed 12 students and a teacher already and had wounded more than 20 people. And then a little after noon they turned the guns on themselves. So they killed... Wow, 40 minutes. Yeah, 40 oh, minutes. That must have felt like an eternity for yeah. most people, though. Yeah. And how, what was the total of how many they killed? Yeah, I'm trying to find it again. 13 died, and more than 20 were wounded. Ouch. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And they were, what did they call themselves? I think the Trench Coat Mafia. I, I think that, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the trench coat mafia. They were fascinated by goth culture, which gets a bad rap mm -hmm. as a former goth. Yeah, the me too. That has nothing it to is, do with right. wanting to no. kill people. No. They just, you look a little scary, so people like to attribute that yeah. to you being violent. And it's like, no. Right. No, 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 I no. just want to look different than all you preppy yeah. fucks. Right. I might be a little angry inside, but not shoot yeah. people angry. Yeah. And there's speculation that it was a retaliation for being bullied. There's a lot of evidence supporting that idea mm -hmm. of suicidal tendencies with then we're going to take down as many as we can mm -hmm. of the people who tortured us. Right. If we're going to go, we're going to take some with us. Yeah. And I was just telling Michelle before you got here, I actually, before you guys came, I watched a TED talk of, I think it was Dylan's mother. Oh, shit. Yeah talking about him and i didn't i don't know how i feel about it hmm. because it was only a 15 minute long ted talk but it was so much of her having to justify her own grief mm -hmm. and justify her emotional process and not being a bad mother because there weren't the signs that she could recognize mm -hmm. and he never closed himself off from her in the way that one might expect right so, I just, I felt, I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird TED Talk. She came mm. in defensive. Yeah. Like, I know all you, all of you people are looking at me like I did something horribly wrong. Yeah. In and that I'm not this, justified this in my grief. That did this. Yeah. But, you know, you, you can definitely point the fingers at the kids and how they were raised. But 
sometimes you can do everything right or everything you think is right and, and it still goes wrong but like I just I feel bad for her I guess because like she's probably felt really like she has hard. to justify the way she yeah. feels for her whole life now yeah <laughs> like that just sucks she can't say yeah my son was one of the shooters in Columbine and not get a wave of anger back at her right like other people's fucker. grief mm-hmm. it's yeah. like it's, it's like she feels like she pointed the gun herself yeah mm-hmm. but it was just it was a weird experience I don't know go watch it <laughs> I think, I'm gonna yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to yeah. end up yeah. watching that. For so, sure. yeah, in addition to the shootings, they also did have bombs. Okay. Which was a little different than some of the other school shootings that you see. Yeah. And they made their own bombs. Yeah. Yeah. That's involved. That takes a lot of planning. It does. It does. And researching. Mm-hmm. Um, so the survivor I'm going to talk about is Samuel Grineo. It might be Granillo. Hmm. I didn't watch any videos of him pronouncing his name, so I'm sorry. So Samuel, you okay, Moshe? He's fine. <laughs> All right. He's not at her phone. <laughs> so Sam Samuel was 17. He was a junior when this happened, and he was in a room with 17 other people. Or I'm sorry, 16 other people. He was one of 17 that barricaded themselves in an office near the cafeteria. Okay, so like they were, were they in the cafeteria and saw them and then got their way into the office? It does not say. Okay. But just they that must they have were been near the cafeteria. So mm-hmm. they might have been in the cafeteria and it's just, you just run. Right. Um, but they were in an office near the cafeteria. They barricaded themselves in. And then recognize the fact that there was no lock on the yeah. door. So Samuel had, he shoved his toes into the bottom of the door and laid on the ground using his body weight to keep it shut. Oh, shit. Okay. And a few minutes after he did that, the doorknob started to turn. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And he, um, there's a quote from him. Thing. And it's just like in a horror movie almost when you're trying to be quiet and the doorknob starts to turn and you know what's on the other side. And everyone in my room, which was a tiny little office, started pushing on my knees and shoulders to trying to brace me. We were fighting to keep the door shut against the shooters. Because he said that no one was saying anything on the other side of the door. There was no screaming. There was no, oh, God, please let me in. Let me in. It was just really quiet. And then he said they tried for a couple minutes, managed to push it open a couple of inches, but they never fired any shots in the room. Mm -hmm. And then once they got it open, they just, they stopped pushing and moved on. Probably because they had, they had their timeline. They knew where they needed to be and they couldn't waste. Sure. It was it was either move on or, or risk getting caught and then having to go to jail. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously they were fully planning on. Oh, yeah. They were not going themselves. to jail. They weren't right. going to jail. But they That's... had to kill as many people as possible beforehand. Right. Yeah. And that yeah. seems to be like most most of them. That yeah. Happened. Yeah. They have an end game and yeah. it's killing themselves. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And then he said the voices sort of faded away. And as they did, more and more gunshots and explosions started going off in the distance. We could sort of tell how far away they were from the distance of the noise. And when we felt they were far enough away, as fast as we could, we built a barricade against the door with everything in the room. So they did the smart thing by not then leaving the room. Mm-hmm. Because that's the instinct a lot of people have. To be like, like, is it's the coast quiet? Clear? Yeah. I can run. I can mm-hmm. run and get out of this mm-hmm. building. The best thing to do is stay put until... Yep. You get some sort of all clear. The police come. So they barricaded themselves in. And then three and a half hours later, the police finally came in. Oh, my God. That's so long. long. It was so long. They had to clear the entire school. They had to secure it. They had to identify the shooters. Mm -hmm. They had to get the bomb squad through there. More than likely. Sure. And remember, so this is 1999. So they're just getting in there. They, they can only let them out yeah. once all of that stuff yeah. is happening. They so have it's to a clear long time. everything. Yeah. 
before you can start evacuating people and ensure that there's no second round of shooting that's going to start. Right. Woof. Yeah. Three and a half hours. Three tiny half little hours. office. 17 people. No idea what's going on. Somebody has probably shit. Because, like, oh, oh yeah. my God. I yeah. What a horrifying experience. Ugh. I would have peeped a little bit, too. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And he could see when they left, like, the cafeteria and just the the rubble and the overturned tables and broken glass and everything. And it's it's one of the... It's, you see it in almost every single story that I looked at. Because of mass casualties and trauma sites, Mm -hmm. there's a different process to how those are done and how those are dealt with. Mm -hmm. Usually the medical examiner or the coroner comes to the site and builds a makeshift morgue, usually in a tent, for the bodies to be pulled out and then identified. So a lot of the times it takes a while to get the bodies out. Sure. Which means when you're evacuating living survivors they're seeing them they're seeing the bodies yeah oh my god so he actually when they were going outside he saw a body at the bottom of the stairs at the side of the school yeah and it's just it's one of those things that just sticks with you Mm -hmm. because it was also when i was looking at the aurora shooting to get the name of his friend and it they did an interview with one of the fire department guys who now like runs one of the fire departments mm-hmm. talking about the bodies, knowing the bodies were still in the movie theater because they couldn't remove them yet. Right. And just that weight. Mm-hmm. There's such a heaviness when it comes to being in a room with a dead body, especially after such a violent crime. Mm-hmm. Just the emotional heaviness yeah. It's almost tangible. Mm-hmm. It's, ugh, nope. Uh, uh, yeah, nope yeah. is probably right. <laughs> oh, let's all not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woof. Yeah. I, the, only, the only experience I've had with that is working in an ER. Mm-hmm. I mean, having, that's... Having family around and finding out a loved one has died, it was like, uh... okay, you're at work, don't cry. Right. And cry later. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. watching that happen knowing that a person has passed away and they're in like like a curtain or door like mm-hmm. separates us. Right. Yeah. It's not like that. It's not like they just got violently murdered. Mm-hmm. But there's still something I there. Get that. There's yeah. a shock. Yeah. Yeah. There's a shock. I can I can say when when I found out that my mom passed away, I was at home. Mm-hmm. And I went to the hospice in the hospital and did all of that. And it kind of hit at one point when Mm -hmm. we were talking about like, okay, organ donations and approving this or saying no to this. And they asked a very specific question and I just lost it. Mm -hmm. I was hysterical. And like so, like take all of that feeling and, and then imagine multiply that it. Somebody who was there a second ago, who you might know or have just seen, yeah, and now they're now a um, body. Yeah, because like, yeah, like, they're, they're not there anymore. Right. Samuel talks about a friend of his named Rachel Scott, who was a seventeen-year-old student who was eating lunch on the lawn with a friend, and as they were evacuating, he saw her body. Uh, still on the lawn wow like maybe one of the first victims as they came in or like yeah wow like it's just like things like that it's oh i mean yeah i just i can't even i can't even imagine yeah and then trying to put the pieces together right because you have so many different stories Mm -hmm. and so many different viewpoints like the story of someone who was in the library when they went into the library and started shooting is going to be very different from his being barricaded in a room, only having to listen, mm-hmm. and then seeing the aftermath. Yeah, versus people who are, like, hiding under tables as they walked by, wondering. Yeah. 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 Is this it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you guys ever watch the first season of um, 
American Horror Story. Yes. Yes. That was, like, a really hard episode to watch. And, like, yes. I've never been yes. through anything like that. But, like, there is an episode where, yeah, you, you watch a character you're supposed to give some shits about be a school shooter. Yeah. And I feel like that aged, like, old milk. Like, there's yeah. no way anybody when watches that, happened, that now and goes, yeah. When, I, when that happened, I'm like, no. Why'd you gotta do that? Right, like this yeah. horrible specific thing. Oh. And then you watch it all happen and you watch the kids hiding in certain parts of a yeah. library and it's just so fucking difficult to sit there with them, even in this fake TV show. Yeah. yeah. Like, ugh, awful. It's so that uncomfortable. The closest, that's the closest we could ever get to it. Right. Yeah. Without going through I mean, it. like hopefully. <laughs> I mean, as a school right yeah specifically a school right hopefully yes hopefully none of us ever ever have to go through anything like that because i mean at least working at the hospital we're not in the main building right yeah we have security at gunderson but it's it's, not we're the clinic we're in the we're we're in the clinic side clinic it's Mm -hmm. there's no metal detector right there's no security guards standing down at the base of the building right yeah we walk into that building every single day. You can walk right in with a gun. No one knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can go right up to the elevator. And There's like eight people. entrances to that place. Like you could come in from anywhere. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The yeah. public library has more security than that. Like, yep. <laughs> which so, is kind of weird. Is, I guess this is this is how they're protecting us is by giving us Alice training. Point remains that it, it could it could happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. could it? Do you think it could happen in the building you work in? Is there any yeah. security there? The, actually, see, the unfortunate thing about, like, I, uh, I've i never mentioned this on the show, and I, I won't mention by names, but I do work for a public official, and I work in a building where there are three offices of public officials, and sometimes right. people are angry, right. and sometimes it's yeah. just me. <laughs> like, I, like the, the office above me has several people in it. They've, had, they've called down a couple of times to warn me, I think this person is coming to you next. You should leave the office right now. Oh, my God. Like, you don't want to be there when they show up because it's just you, right? And I was like, yup. And they were like, go downstairs, leave the building for a while, pretend you're not there. Yeah, use the stairs, too, because that yeah. elevator is garbage. Yeah. yeah. That elevator is scary. I love that <laughs> elevator. There's 18 discreet ghosts in that elevator. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, I mean, I've thought about that where it's like if somebody just walked in here with a gun, like, Nobody is nobody is stopping them. Yeah. No. Zero people. No the, one is stopping them. The office upstairs have has had a person call in threatening to do that or to oh, bring a bomb. Oh my god! That person was hella yeah. arrested because that's a public official. You can't do that. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when, like, shortly after we moved out of downtown because we we lived like a block away from where you were, mm-hmm. and there was everything was closed up. We're like, what the fuck is happening? Because we were trying to move out. Oh, and we're yeah. like, oh, yeah, it was a bomb threat. And we're like, what? It's the same person has got, uh, threatened one office and then threatened the Democratic Party office. Same person. <sighs> cool guy. Um, no, I don't good. think any, any of us think about it on a daily basis. It's not something you think about no. No. actually happening. But it crosses your mind. But it crosses your mind from time to time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you think, okay, do I know what I should do? Tell us more about Samuel. How how is he doing? Um, yeah, how is he doing now? How are these people doing now? Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're still going. Yeah, I mean they're alive. Yeah, that's something. There, that's a step. Probably mm-hmm. always going to be carrying this with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but one of the saddest things that I found is that he is grateful that he had this experience because now he can help his friends through the next experience he's like expecting it that switch of 13 years later Mm -hmm. supporting people who went through the movie theater shootings right and dealing with the loss of his friend and knowing how to help them grieve because he's already done it and now it happens so much and you had a lot of the pulse survivors oh yeah we're talking to the parkland kids and meeting up with them Mm, i saw that yeah the columbine survivors were reaching out to the kids Mm -hmm. yeah i saw a lot of twitter conversations of like literally people tweeting yeah they were live tweeting as as the shooting was happening and people who have already been through a shooting saying do this yep go here helping them through it i mean it's you know people get on younger generations asses for their use of social media but in that, you can instantly connect with h- 
hundreds of thousands of people mm-hmm. in seconds. Yeah. So you say... That can be life-saving. I'm in an active shooter situation. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything more specific about Samuel you want to tell us? Um, he's got a documentary. Ooh. About the Columbine shooting. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Called Columbine Wounded Minds Project. Oh, interesting. So check it out. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. Thanks, Samuel. Yeah. Saved a bunch of people's lives with your toes. Good job. Uh, and made I don't a movie like feet, it. but like, hey, that was awesome. That's the best way to utilize. That is feet. literally the only way <laughs> I can utilize my feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm proud of his feet. I am too. I hate yeah. Feet in general. I'm really and proud, I'm proud, of, proud of, of his feet. His fellow students helping yeah. with his feet. They all uh they all did a good job. They all pitched in. That's fucking teamwork. <laughs> Thank you, Shell. <laughs> that is a. I had to. That is a, what I was going for, and Good. I appreciate it. What you got for us, Taylor? So, <laughs> I wish I could say we're gonna switch gears. <laughs> we're not. We're not. <clears throat> but um, yeah. So we went from one super high-profile shooting to another. Can you? Emily knows what it is. Can you guess what it might be? I don't need to guess. She told me. Oh yeah, Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah, I told. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. We were I going to from... blown your mind and not I know. I would have been like, whoa. Yeah. What did you know? I'm a little yeah. sorry. Michelle said, we're, oh, I'm God. doing Virginia Tech. And, um, you know, here's the thing. This happened in 2007. I was 17 years old. I didn't know that much about this. I was a freshman in college. Yeah, that's fucked up. Wow. That was, that was a hard phone call to my mom. Yeah. Being like, oh, like, for real, though. Because there, there has mm-hmm. been, there's been reports of. Not that long ago, there was someone with a gun, on my alma mater campus. Mm-hmm. That's like, happened at UWL. Oh shit! Mm. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. I didn't actually know that much about this. I do, I'm going to do a little bit of background for people who might not be aware. I think a lot of people know this story. It's it wasn't as I mean we haven't had 20 years with it like we had Columbine. Yeah. Um, but it was still a really horrible thing that was, was all awful. over the news. It's like one of, isn't it the deadliest school shooting? Might be. I don't know. Like recent shit might have yeah. put it put it off. But it, I, it's more deadly than Columbine was. Yeah. I will get to that. Mm. So a little bit of background. The date is April 16th, 2007. Only what four days. What is with April? Yeah, what is up with late April? <laughs> hey, guys. My birthday's April 21st. Hey, guys, stop ruining it. Hey, hey, guys, knock hey it guys. off. Hey, guys. Hey, cool. Can we make, like, April school shooter Just mental health awareness stop. month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's Ugh. do that. Ugh. So, at the Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University. I didn't know that was its full title. Yeah. Virginia Tech. A senior English major, which pissed me off. I'm an English major. I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> anyway. Damn words. An English major uh, by the name of... Um, Sung Hyu Cho, I wanted to make sure I at least did that somewhat correct, even though he's a fucking murderer, so if I mispronounced yeah. his name, he can eat my whole dick. Yeah, fucking bitch. Um, he committed two separate attacks on two separate parts of campus. When all mm-hmm. was said and done, he had killed 32 students and injured 17. That is a lot of fucking people. I still think I that's mean, pretty high. I mean... It is pretty high. Parkland had 17. Yeah. I mean, 32 and, like, for how quick this was. Because I'll go through, like, oh, my God. And that was with an AR-15, wasn't it? Um, This is actually, he had two guns. The main one he used was a Glock 19, Mm. which was weird. I actually noted that that, it it was not an AR-15, which a lot of shootings, mass shootings in general, are are with AR-15s. He also had a Walther P-22 pistol. Yeah, so, I mean, this was one of those ones that wasn't with an AR-15, but the Glock 19 did have hollow-point bullets, so if you want to just be real extra terrible about it, Ugh. like this motherfucker. So, do you want to explain what hollow-point bullets do to someone? So, I only know, know, I just know that they do a ton more damage to your insides. Yeah. I pretty, I mean, they, they kind they of blow explode. apart inside they you, right? They explode inside of you and yeah. do a lot of extra damage. They are incredibly deadly. Yeah. So, you have to want to kill as many people as easily as possible yeah. if you have that. Uh, and this motherfucker did. On the morning of the attack, Cho left Harper Hall, where he lived, and he went next door to West Ambler Johnston Hall and entered at 6.47 a.m. Um, there he entered the dorm of freshman Emily Hersher, and, um, and then he shot her. Oh. 
Uh, an RA, senior Ryan Clark, heard the shots and came to assist and then Cho shot him and he died immediately. Unfortunately, Hersher was critically injured um, and she did like emergency services sort of swarmed the dorm. So I don't know if somebody called or there must have been an alarm. I know that yeah. the dorm went on lockdown, but they found her um, and, and they administered, you know, all the care they could. But she died of her injuries three hours later. Residents of the dorm, again, were placed on lockdown, um, but Cho somehow managed to, like, leave the dorm just fine. Nobody caught him on his way out. He must have been in, out. Like, yeah, just really quick mm -hmm. in the chaos of the moment. Right. Like, not super sure what happened there, but either way, he wasn't fucking done at all, which is horrible. Um, so this was attack number one. After that, Cho returned to his own dorm room, Harper Hall, where he changed out of his bloodstained clothing, he deleted his email, and he took the hard drive out of his computer. There were witnesses placing him next to the campus duck ponds shortly after that, so they assume that he threw his hard drive in the pond, even though they never found it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he then headed to the post office, where he mailed a collection of writings and videos to NBC News, because he's a crazy person. Oh, yeah, God. Clearly. Yeah, and that motherfucker had a manifesto. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of them do. Yeah. It's upsetting. Um, as I'll end up talking about, like, he, he was not in good at all mental health. He was fucked no. up. Um, so then after doing that, he began walking back to campus to Norris Hall, carrying, and this is a quote, several chains, locks, a hammer, a knife, two handguns with, with 10 and 15 round magazines and nearly 400 rounds of ammunition. He was going to kill everybody. Yeah. So I'm going to jump now to my survivor. Okay. So that's just a little bit of background. Now cue Colin. His full name is Colin Goddard. Um, and I got a story from Teen Vogue magazine. <gasps> I looked at that article. Yeah. Um, yeah. it was like the three people who have survived. Yeah, I was going to do the last one, but oh, I didn't. Yes. Well, I liked Colin's story a lot because he was really right in the thick of it. Yeah. Um, so Colin was a junior at Virginia Tech and he had just come back from taking a semester off after changing his major. So he had kind of let himself fall off of things and he was trying to get back in the swing of things and get motivated about being educated. And then... April 16th, 2007, Colin was a little bit late for his French class at 9 a.m., which he says was normal. He's almost always a little bit late. And then about halfway through class, a girl entered saying that she was late because her dorm, motherfucking West Ambler Johnston Hall, um, had been on lockdown due to an active shooter, and she had only just now been given a, the all clear. She had no idea what else to do than just to go to the class she was supposed oh to be my in. God. Yeah, like, she was just like, yeah. I didn't know what to do, so I'm here. Yeah, your day, like, goes on. Right. And like, especially the, the fact that class yeah. was still happening. Mm -hmm. So there the, was no, like, campus-wide notification about an active shooter. This was right. like 2007. Yeah. That's the thing Colin says. He's like, we all looked at her like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because yeah. no one had heard a thing. And this was only, like, three hours later. Two what? hours later, actually. Yeah. So, nuts. Um, so, anyway... Oh, uh, let's see here. So Colin, he remembers saying to the girl that, oh, well, they must have it under control if they let you out. And everybody's pretty chill about it. And then a few minutes after that, the shooting starts in Norris Hall. So I'm going to go back to Joe for a sec. Oh, God. That poor girl. She, like, got out of it. I know. And then, and then right back in. Class, and uh -huh. then is right in the middle of Unfortunately, it Unfortunately, I have no idea if that girl survived. It, oh, did, not, it did not go back to her. Um... So there are several classrooms Cho targeted. Apparently, after walking around for a bit, he would, like, peek into each classroom, maybe deciding if that was one he wanted to hit or which one he wanted to hit first. There were students who were, like, would see him peek in, because the doors are wide open. They see him peek in, and they're like, it's halfway through the semester. Like, why would you be lost? They didn't know who yeah. this oh was. Oh, my God. So then he would just walk by? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just walked by. He just decided which He did it a couple rooms. of times for one of the classrooms, and they're like, who the fuck is that kid? And they and didn't then, see him, they didn't see guns, it was just nope. a quick, like, you saw his face peek in, and then right. that's it. Oh exactly. Oh my god. Um, so all the shooting ends <laughs> up taking place on the second floor of Norris Hall, in classrooms 204, 205, 206, 207, and 211. Um, it should be noted, actually, that, like, he didn't get into 205, the students and the substitute teacher, which what a day for a sub. Can oh. we talk about being oh. a sub for a second? No. Oh, my, oh my God. God. No. Jesus Christ. Right. 
Anyway, they did, you know, what you guys are taught to do in your Alice trainings. Like, they found a table and barricaded the door, and he wasn't able to get in, and nobody in that classroom died. Which was cool. Good. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the other classrooms were not. They did not have that option, or they did not think to do that, or whatever they happened. Panicked. It, yeah, I mean, it's, they had no time to. Yeah. Like, there's it's completely no... human mm-hmm. to react in a situation like that. You hear gunfire, your first instinct. Look at, like... Any shooting in an open area, mm-hmm. like when you have a sniper above. Oh, yeah, it's just chaos. One shot, it's just chaos. Everyone yeah. runs. Your first instinct is yeah. to hide yourself. Right. Or to get, get the out of fuck the way. out of there. And yeah. honestly, like, the amount of time these people had, it just wasn't that much. Yeah. So yeah. as far as I can tell, Colin's classroom was the last to get hit initially. As I'll talk about, he actually goes through all the classrooms multiple times. But... The first time, he, his first round, Colin's classroom is last. Um, so in earlier classrooms, teachers and students had attempted to barricade the doors, like, using their own bodies to prevent Cho from entering. Mm. But he always basically got in, like, all except for the one with the table. This one's sad. One teacher, um, I wish I could pronounce his name correctly, Liv Yu Labrescu, was a Holocaust survivor. He taught oh. German. Aww. He barricaded the door so most of his students could escape out the windows. Which they did. It was the second floor. Six people injured themselves jumping out, yep. but they got out. They got yep. Out. I would break an arm or a leg to yeah. get out. The vast majority of his students got out before he was eventually shot and killed. Oh my god! I know. Like but he what a went through hero. all of that. I know. Just to be shot later. I know. By that coward. Mm-hmm. But it's, what a fucking hero! Honestly, it's such, that yeah. guy. It, it's such a almost burden to be a teacher. Oh yeah. I mean, so much Knowing is on that. you in and that like, moment. They, Every, like, every single thing I've ever seen, the teachers are just ready and willing to give their lives. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, amazing. it's always, like, they... Yeah. These shootings, like, the it's teachers die to be a teacher. so often yeah, people, because they're like, at the door. going on, people are still becoming teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It blows no my mind. We certainly have, don't make yeah. it easy or fun oh, to be no. a teacher. No. 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 Yeah, let's just continue to pay them nothing. Yeah, yeah. Pay them nothing, force them to teach to some bullshit, and then also they might die a whole bunch. And, oh, and yeah. uh, we're also gonna... And, um, mm-hmm. We might give you guns too. Yeah, now we might. Yeah, arm now you, have we fun. might give you guns on top of being family counselors and recognizing domestic violence situations in a home and right. unstable mental. Figure anything out how to... in your children's right. in your classroom and being their educator and their friend and their confidant and mm-hmm. all this other shit. Oh yeah, by the way, we're also going to give you a gun. Yeah. Be and literally su- everything and yeah. supplying mm-hmm. all of their schools. While also yeah. like pay for all your own shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. not giving you the mental health support that you might need right because it's such a burnout career mm-hmm. but it's fine it's yeah fine. no that's fine it's fine pay them dirt wages it's fine yeah <sighs> back to colin so at first colin and the students in his french class they just heard like loud bangs those were the first shots and they had been hearing like construction from the nearby building being worked mm. on all year but like they were like no these no. are louder yeah, these closer are these it's all different. happening on their floor, just down the hall. So after the first shots, Colin's teacher, her name was Jocelyn Couture Nowak, she stuck her head out into the hallway to see what was going on, and I don't know what she saw, but it must have been some shit, because <laughs> she slammed the door and went, call 911. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh so my God. Whatever. She, I mean, if she just yeah. saw him walking around with two pistols yeah, in his hands, maybe? Yeah. That'd be enough. Yeah. Yep. Or shooting um, through a doorway. Right. Whatever she saw, it was a it lot. It was enough. Mm-hmm. So everyone's in a bit of shock. So the teacher has to keep saying, call 911, someone. Like, nobody thinks that this is really a thing. Like, you just kind of shut down for a second and go, like, yeah. what are you talking about? Shock. Yeah, you go into shock, yeah. So Colin ends up being the one to call 911. Now, I wanted to ask, like, this is real quick. Has anybody ever called 911 for, like, a serious situation before? Yes. It's really fucked up, right? Yeah. It's, like, a really fucked up moment in time yes. to be, like, Oh my god, I'm using this emergency number. For an actual emergency. Yeah. I've always known that this is here. I've always figured I'd never have to use it. Yeah. And here I am doing Actually it. having to use it yep. for a real situation. It's real fucked up. So, yeah. imagine that being like you're hearing gunshots, and then screams, and now you're calling 911. I just yeah. feel like that's the most surreal moment of all time. Even in that situation, your mind is like, you're uh, so you're programmed like, uh, against calling 911. That, that, and then it's like you have to force yourself to come to terms with the fact that you were in a situation that yeah. deserves yeah. that. And that's not good. How is this happening? Right. So Colin did end up calling. He did the calling himself. But then um, eventually he handed it off to a girl 
who was near him in class, and she hid it underneath her hair for the entirety of the attack. So, like, the phone That's is really next smart. to her ear, but, he, yeah, nobody sees it. So she's on the That's phone smart. with the police the entire time, and it turns out they are the only people who had time to call police. Oh, None God. of the other classrooms did. Because oh, probably because sh- it was already happening to them. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, it's a good thing that they were able to do that. Um, that was a good teacher move. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, so... We, again, are assuming the teacher saw some shit, closed the door, and then she starts leaning against it with her own body. And then a student named Henry Lee joins her, and they end up blocking the door together. And unfortunately, they are unsuccessful. Both of them are shot and killed when Cho reaches that oh, room. No. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the risk that's of why body I wanted blocking. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to say their names. <laughs> yeah. Because they were trying really hard. Yeah. Um, so as the door to Colin's classroom opens... Every student hits the deck, and they're just lying on the floor. Uh, And this is Colin. I saw this person with combat boots, brown baggy pants, and white shirt. At first I thought, this must be a cop who hurt us and climbed into the building to help us. And then I saw him turn down a row of desks, and I realized I was wrong. I think your brain just is like, maybe it's help. Maybe this isn't actually happening. Maybe we're going to be okay. We're okay. We're okay. Nope. Super happening. So Cho goes down the line of students and starts shooting his way through them. And he gets to Colin. And Colin says, all of a sudden I felt like I had been kicked as hard as you can imagine in my right knee. It was burning, stinging, sharp pain. It went numb and then I felt warmth down my leg. That moment, coupled with the smell of repellent and gunpowder, was the moment I realized I had just gotten shot. This is real. This is really happening. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Also, Colin had like a history of being in like a part of the army corps. So like, I think he probably recognizes like, that's what gunpowder smells like. like, It's a really distinct smell. smell. So Colin's story speeds up there. So after Cho is done in that classroom, he walked through the same classes again, as I said, looking for people left to be shot. He is looking to kill everybody. Um, So eventually he came back to Colin's classroom and shot others. This happened a total of three times. So the second time Colin was shot in his left hip. So he's shot in the knee. He's shot in the knee. And then he comes back and shoots him in the hip. In the hip. And then the third time he comes back and he shoots Colin in his right armpit. Oh, God. So this this kid is shot three times. Oh, my God. A lot of people are shot multiple times. Oh, poor God. Like, even people who might have been dead the first time, they're shot again. Doesn't matter. He wants to be sure. So then, when Cho left again, the door closes and Colin hears one more gunshot and then everything goes quiet. For he he doesn't know how long he's been shot three times. Yeah, he has yeah. no fucking he's like, idea. I'm gonna that's, die. I'm gonna yeah. bleed to death. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's what he was thinking. Body I mean, kind of goes into self protection mode. Right. I mean, none of his. He finds out later, like none of it. He wasn't bleeding out profusely. Definitely bleeding, but no arteries were nicked, oh, so good. he's not like ridiculously bad. Yeah. So a short time later, the police arrive, and uh, Colin Colin can hear them outside the door trying to get in. Um, and they're, like, asking for help to get in. And Colin can't understand, like, why the fuck would you need help to get in? He got in. And it turns out, like, one of the students who has not been shot, at least not as many times, um, has to get up and let them in. And he has to move the bodies of the teacher and the kid. Oh! That's why they couldn't get the door open. Oh! It's fucking horrible. Oh! It's so bad. I'm sorry. It's just in the story. <laughs> so... Oh! Again, the bodies. I know. I'm going to need to drink after this. Um, um, why do you think we do this so much? I'm the only one with I didn't, bring I didn't want to assume. <laughs> I didn't bring anything with me. Can we do a harp noise pause? Yeah, yeah. harp noise pause. <laughs> I said a bad thing. Hey, I've never gotten a harp noise pause. That's always you. It's not fine. Harp noise. Harp noise. Save us. I could do the thing again where it's, I I did the harp noise and then it was like the, hey, how you doing? I'm doing just fine. I lied. I'm dying inside. It's what I feel right now. I'm dying inside. And I'm so sorry. I wish I was done. Potato Olay? I mean, the shooting's over. Do you want a potato Olay? Is it? How old is it? Potato (laughs) Olay? We, a cold potato ole is not a food item. It is item. definitely it's, cold. It's still a potato. It's <laughs> barely. Ole. Okay, so I can poli- do this. So the police are inside. Yay! They have help. This is a quote from Colin. 
Oh God. And then I heard, and then all I heard was red tag, yellow tag, black tag, black tag, black tag. They were determining who was injured, yellow, who was critically injured, red, and who was dead. Black. black. Yeah. When they got to me, they said yellow, which I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Three shots, Colin, yellow. Yellow. <laughs> like, but I mean, if he's go, not but bleeding profusely. Exactly. Was, yeah. But he's been shot three fucking times. Like, yeah, but like, like did the you shooter. See all of them? Did you see? All? You're right. There's not just sure? one. But I mean, obviously, they have to do that stuff quick and they can't yep. be wrong. <laughs> and they yeah. can't be emotional about it. Yep. And the so, shooter did not do a good job. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If you're going to walk back through to finish. He's like, clearly not looking. Why? People are playing dead at this point, too. Yeah, but I'm just, I don't dead. understand why he didn't do headshots. Mm. That's Actually, many of them were killed with headshots. Okay. Like, a, quite a few of them were. Okay. But um, some, some students were playing dead. There was one kid who said he got away unscathed by playing dead the whole time. Yeah. Um, so they, they grab Colin's arm, um, the one that's not been shot, and they pulled me out of the classroom and dragged me into the hallway. When they got me outside, they laid me in the grass outside of the building. The next thing I remember, I was on my way to the hospital. So the shots Colin sustained, again, were not life-threatening. Um, he did have to have surgery on his femur because it had been shattered by the first yeah. gunshot. And he had months of rehabilitation, but he was okay. So this is Colin again. While I was still in the hospital, I told my parents I wanted to go back to my apartment on campus when I got discharged. They said I could go back if my dad came with me. It was the first great step we made to help with my recovery. I got to go back to a place I, I loved to get better with the friends all around me. All of my friends um, were dealing with their own level of trauma. But they got to see me and know that this one person they knew was going to be okay. A lot of people thought I would transfer. I was never going to transfer. I had to finish what I started. Going back to campus had to happen. It was a hard at first to go back to a classroom and sit there as someone slammed the door or was running to class and burst into the room. Oh, yep. yeah. But PTSD. Yes, exactly. I'm sure a ton of them had it. Mm-hmm. Colin did stay at Virginia Tech and he graduated. And he said it was with like a new sense of purpose. Like he had been struggling beforehand. And then he was like, well, fuck, I have a second chance. Like yeah. I have yeah, to do the sure. shit out of this. Mm-hmm. There's something you can get out of this. Right. Let it be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't go that same route yeah one of the survivors i read about like she couldn't finish school i believe that she's back in school now but she's doing it online right like she she'll just, never she be in a classroom dropping out because yeah. she couldn't handle it and that's totally and legit yeah you can't blame her for no that. everybody's experience is different yep. so to this day colin still goes back for football games every year and his younger sister actually ended up also going to virginia tech wow yeah so the whole family was like, no, nah, this isn't fucking ruining it. We love this school. Yeah. Um, so after college, uh, Colin got involved with uh, the advocacy world, and he is currently, at least at the time of this article, I should double check when that is, at the time of the article, he was working as the senior policy advocate for every town for gun safety. So, like, he went on and did that thing, and he was going back to school, too, I think. Good for him. Yeah, and Colin says, I think the advocacy work I have done has been the most important part of my therapy process, to put what we all experienced into something that cannot happen to someone else. So fucking yeah, Colin. Fuck yeah, Real Colin. good job, Fuck my yeah. dude, my bud. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say a couple things about the gun, since that's kind of what we're here about. Mm. Um, at the time, Virginia's laws allowed the sale of a, of a gun after a background check. And it prohibited the sale of more than one handgun within a month. So Cho passed a background check and then bought a Walther P-22 pistol and then a month later bought the Glock 19. So he followed all the laws. Um, And the shitty thing about that, though, is that that law saying you can only buy one gun a month repealed in 2013. You can now buy unlimited guns. Unlimited (laughs) guns for your life. Cool, Virginia, what's uh... up? Good job, Virginia. Good job. Yeah, killing it. Um, Cho had a deteriorating mental state for which he was encouraged to seek outpatient help. Because it was outpatient, he was not required to report any issue to the Virginia Central Criminal Records Exchange, which would have prevented him from obtaining a firearm. He would not have passed the background check if they had had to report him, but they didn't. And um, the Virginia Tech Review Panel report cited multiple issues including the failure of the university to report ongoing issues with Cho, including being accused of stalking two female students. What the fuck? Mm. So, 
I guess my point with that is like, we talk. There's been a lot of talk, especially by what's her fucking face, the literal taint of Satan, that woman from the NRA. Oh, <laughs> Have you seen her talk? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> she is horrible. She um, is- Awful. She makes some not terrible points about, like, yeah, you should have to actually probably put all your criminal, like, all the states should be made to put all of their criminal records, everything they know, into a national database so that when you do a background check on somebody, it pops up, regardless of what state they're in. The reason why there's a background check. Because, like, if they don't have to talk to each other, police stations in different counties don't even fucking talk to each other. So like you can get away with a lot of shit. Yeah, so a background check counties. doesn't mean that much if we're not doing the reporting correctly. Right. What's even how, the point? Yeah. How fucking ever that is not the entire issue. <laughs> this guy shouldn't have been able to get this gun because of various things. And also, maybe just not hollow point bullets for civilians. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not why that. Why the fuck do you need that? Yeah. Also, you have expanded magazines in those guns. Like, you don't need that! You don't need that. No. Unless you're trying to kill... A bunch. A bunch. Mm -hmm. A bunch, a bunch. There are limits to how much you can hunt and how much you can kill. And what weapons you use for hunting. You don't use hollow point bullets. Nope. You're going to ruin it. Those are to kill people. You can't eat it after you use that. Exactly. And no one has ever needed 400 rounds of ammunition while going on a hunting trip either. I really do not understand why any of that is... It shouldn't be available to civilians. To civilians. No, it, it does. It there's no reason for it. It is for I killing would, people. I would challenge anyone to tell me why that is necessary. They will say that it is <laughs> because, yeah, because mm-hmm. someday we might have to rise up against the government and keep them in check. If they come to take away all our freedoms, it's we have God to. It's God-given right to have as much ammunition We got President Cheeto fuck in the fucking Oval Office. Yeah. If that time has not happened now, it's not going to happen. But these people are his supporters. I know, exactly. <laughs> My point. I mean, Nick when Obama Ross was president, that was the good. argument then, too, yep. was that Obama was going to rain tyranny upon the nation and they needed all the guns they could get to keep him in check. <laughs> these are also people, though, who just, like, believe the government is completely incompetent the other half of the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know how you think you can have it both ways. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I should mention what weapons we're using Columbine. Mm. I guess mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. So yeah. Eric had a high point model 995 carbine rifle mm-hmm. and a sawed off pump action Savage Springfield shotgun. Dylan had a Tech DC 9 uh, 9mm semi automatic handgun, which, for anyone who's seen like the movies or any of the video games, it's like the one with the strap that looks like. You hold it with both hands, sort of. Oh. It's smaller than, like, a full assault rifle. Yeah. But you'd recognize it if you saw it. And then he also had a double-barrel Savage sawed-off shotgun. Well, I, yeah. So, I mean, that's, these are a while ago now. And, like, like we've been mentioning, the most used gun currently in all mass shootings is an AR-15. Yeah. And as of today, Wednesday, the 28th of February, when we recorded this, Dick's Sporting Goods said that they yeah. were no longer going to sell uh, automatic weapons. Yep. So that was cool. Yeah, that was good. Is it weird that my first thought was, Dick's Sporting Goods sells automatic weapons? Right. <laughs> like, what the Why? fuck? I'm pretty sure you can get an automatic weapon at Walmart. And then, <gasps> and then Walmart, and now Walmart is, is has announced that they're not selling any weapons okay guns you can to no anyone under get... 21 but there are people in college that um are over 21 yeah but uh yeah i guess like the other thing we really wanted to do i don't know if you got to listen to the last um my favorite murder but karen said a yet. really okay she said a really cool thing at the end because they do that whole like things we're thinking about this week yeah and she had a really cool message about just like solidarity with the florida kids yeah right now and i was like Fucking, that's so cool. And, like, seeing a lot of people coming out for them, I just, I think we all feel the same way. Like, yeah. good for them. I also did watch someone try and discredit them. Yep. The people and, have been doing that. Yeah. Wasn't one of them, they said one of them was, like, a paid protester or something. Yeah, they hired a paid, they, like, yeah. hired an actor to Bullshit. as a student. Yeah. Like, no, he's just really well-spoken and pissed off. A lot of them are really well-spoken. They're Theater incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Shit, I want to know her name. Girl oh. with a buzz haircut. Yeah. Fuck. She's incredible. If you haven't watched her speech called I Call BS or We Call BS, 
Look that up on YouTube. We'll figure out her name. Because it is awesome. She is also incredibly well-spoken and incredibly emotional in that. And it's Emma just like... Emma Gonzalez. Emma Gonzalez. Oh, Emma for change. Yes. Yeah. I started following mm-hmm. her on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's fabulous. A lot of her fellow students she are fabulous. Very vocal. Yeah. And a lot of her teachers are really good, too. I saw yeah. that the CNN town hall, a lot of them were there. Like, they had a lot of really good things to I say. I have to say this, this, this most recent shooting, all of these kids are so goddamn brave mm-hmm. for yeah. doing everything that they're doing mm-hmm. because I, I don't know a whole lot of people are strong enough to come out of something and, like this mm-hmm. and just and be immediately. like, we're fucking done. Right. We're done. And not just them, but then also parents of victims of other school shootings and survivors mm-hmm. also digging up the ghosts yeah. of their past yeah. and re-exposing these wounds in order to try and force change mm-hmm. yeah. to actually come. Yeah, because all of these. Because it never these... does. It never does. And right. this, is, this is the most I've seen happen. Right. After a shooting where people are like, no, we're not letting this be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and that's my thing is like, I want to make it clear that like, I don't think that's not on anybody else of any mass shooting. It shouldn't be on any of these people. If you were no, a victim, not. like it shouldn't be on you to have to it do should. this. It really should. That's no. why they're so incredible. Mm-hmm. And incredibly brave. Right. It's not their job to make policy change. No. no, it's super not. We should all have done this a million years ago collectively, and it hasn't happened. And so, yeah, the, all those kids are amazing, especially since so many of them like knew the victims. Yeah. Like just decided like day one, they were gonna get back up and do something. Yep. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. It's one way to just cha- channel <clears throat> the rage and the helpness, helplessness, and the grief. Some people yeah. do really well just channeling it into a project mm-hmm. yep. and staying busy. Mm-hmm. And they're killing it right now. Yeah. And just like, I hope that, I mean, I don't think they're listening to any of the people who are hating on them for being young or I hope not saying all this bullshit no. about them. But like other people shouldn't be listening to that either. These people clearly have a perspective that you will never have, hopefully, because yeah. they have seen some shit you will never see, and you should just listen to them. It is it ridiculous. Matter how young they are? No, no. They they're people. They, they're people. They're kids that mm-hmm. went through something they should never have to have gone through. Just don't sit around listening to trolls on Facebook because that will destroy you as a person and also doesn't help. Don't those people don't click have on the comments. Yeah, don't, don't ever don't look. It. Do it. Don't do don't it. Look at the comments. Those don't. aren't even human beings on there. No. no. And we've Half all done it. Bots. We've all done it. <laughs> we've we all done it. we so mad. <laughs> and we sit there and read them for 10 minutes and we're like, why am I reading this? Sometimes I shake why? with rage and then I'm like, I did this to myself. Yeah, like, this, a, this is on me. Why this am I looking at this? I knew what I knew. I knew what they did. <laughs> I knew I what knew. they were like. I knew it. <laughs> and you think for a second that these are real fucking people who really believe this. And there are people that really believe mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. I've seen them. Yeah, but the, those are put there to piss you off and make people fucking fight each other. They're baiting we, you. We've mm-hmm. got to stop fighting each other. Mm-hmm. We have to stop screaming at each other's faces and s- start listening to each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't because our government is sitting up on their high horses just watching all of us fight each other <laughs> when they are just time and time again fucking failing us. Mm-hmm. That's why they could pass tax reform without pretty much anything happening. Because yeah. instead, Trump was tweeting a derisive thing six times a day that we were all paying attention to. And potentially pushing us into a world war. Right. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Look, we're all going to be dead soon, so it's fine. This is why credit doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> we're <laughs> all going to be dead soon. We've, we've, we've all decided credit doesn't matter. Credit doesn't matter <laughs> anymore. Oh, yeah. Who I've cares? my credit over. We've all got terrible credit, <laughs> and in five years, the world is ending. <laughs> so I don't yeah. give a shit. This is why when I get emails, there's been a change on your credit report. I say, I don't care. Suck my dick. Credit karma. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I think we have to end the podcast now. (laughs) Are we good? Do we get? Do we come back a little bit to happy from very, very sad? I feel a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all for being here with us through this hard and terrible time. And if you need something to invest your time in, might I suggest starting a group to support? dogs as nurses <laughs> for I wipes even, and cuddles i literally 
Yeah, for wipes and cuddles. Okay, I'm not even letting you explain. No, I'm not even letting you explain. I'm ending the podcast. It's over now. It's over. This podcast is canceled. This has been a Daily Gravy production. Thanks for listening.